0: is time for this week in location-based marketing episode number 71 we're recording this live between asif khan and myself and this is saturday march 31st i think that what we thought was that we were just not going to be able to risk this on april fool's day is that what we're doing here asif Uh, something like that yeah We'll go with that. Uh, we have to go with that. That's the only excuse we can have. Asif is in San Francisco. I am in Ottawa, Canada. My name is Rob Woodbridge from Untether.TV. You might as well introduce yourself now that I've said your name 17 times already, Asif.
1: Asif Khan from the Location-Based Marketing Association.
0: Well, this is that place you come to very often to find the latest information about the location-based marketing world, what happened last week, the most relevant stories that we think you guys should know about it. the trends that are happening this is where you're going to find that stuff this is where you're going to find that stuff and we've got on the floor on the ground reporting uh from asif in san francisco we've got a number of things but before we even begin this show gotta remind you and i never do asif and i are always failed to do this which is to remind you that you guys can subscribe to this very video podcast this very show through itunes the link is here wherever you are it's above me or below me whatever it is there's a little thing that says subscribe to the video or the audio feed do it these uh, uh, video podcasts get put up uh, probably 12 or 14 hours before they get posted up on the website they get put up on on itunes so that you can download them in their perfectly perfect pristine form but this way you'll never free you'll never forget to download an episode you'll always have access to it every episode that comes out and then the back catalog which is important so please subscribe at itunes and if you love the show Please, give us like five stars. I'd say give us ten, but they only accept five. Give us five stars and a good comment. We really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and any feedback, uh, whether it's in the iTunes... Uh uh, in the app store, uh, or uh, you know, on Twitter, or whatever, we we love the feedback, so keep it coming. Yeah,
0: and remember, only good feedback on iTunes. You can send us email if you don't like the show. Actually, remember, send Asif the email if you don't like the show. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. Asif, uh Before we get into the show, let's talk about your your previous your last week. You were you're in San Francisco. You've been there for for the better part of this past week. You'll be there for next week. What was last week? C E T W.
1: Yeah, uh, Customer Engagement Technology World, uh, a two-day show that uh, is is the official trade show for the uh, Digital Screen Media Association, so it's the digital out-of-home community, place-based media community. Um, And increasingly, that is, uh, you know, digital screens and mobile and location uh, are coming together. And so that's why I was there. And, um, you know, lots of really, really great content. Uh, The opening keynote... uh, to kick things off on uh, on Wednesday morning was uh, Brian Solis from uh, the Altimeter Group, and uh, he gave a great presentation in uh, his new book, which is uh, right here, uh, B- The End of Business as Usual. Um, so I started reading it. It looks like it's a good read, so uh, highly uh, recommend you check-, check that one out. Um, but yeah, just great content and some interesting exhibitors. A uh, couple of new mobile location things that uh, I, I certainly want to uh, play around with and uh, and you know get in, get get on the show and we'll uh, we'll see where it goes. But but a good event. And then uh, coming up now, um, starting Monday uh, here in San Francisco, is the uh, O'Reilly Ware Conference, which is one of the largest location uh, specific conferences. Um, so I'm quickly involved with that on Monday, and then hopping on a on a plane over to Chicago for uh, Retail Ramp, which is mobile and location and commerce. So lots going on. Uh, there's ad tech as well this week in San Francisco. Um, I won't be doing that one; uh, just too much going on. But uh, yeah, plenty of, plenty to do on the conference circuit. If uh, if you're uh, you know if you want to get out there and, and network and. Uh, Check stuff
0: out. Well, I mean, it sounds great, and and I think that uh, yeah, Brian Solis uh, certainly a good read, and uh, it's just so funny that you held up a book. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Right. There you go. <laughs> and inside that book is actually printed words. It's not like you. It's it's not an iPad with uh, with any kind of eBooks in there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, and
1: I, I like the when you look at the back, and it's got the uh, you know the testimonials. It's it's quite it's quite the the who's who. It's Mark Cuban, John Chambers, Peter Guber, and Mark Burnett. Quite diversity there. Uh, very very Mark, interesting. Mark Burnett. Like yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Well, what uh, so, what say we jump into this show? All right, let's so do it. This week it's a it's a jam packed show. We've got uh, obviously our top five stories of this past week in location based marketing world. Uh, we've got some partnerships. We've got obviously some funding and some acquisitions, as is typical. Uh, we're going to talk about this really cool thing. It's going to leave it for the last story uh, in our top five, which is about Living Social dropping their uh, instant program. I think this is very cool. Our product of the week is Xtify. And we've got Josh Rocklin here as the CEO. Little clip that uh, we talked about. He's actually going to do a live demo if everything works well. We'll see. Let me know. <laughs> we'll see at the end of that. Um, and obviously, we got a resource of the week, uh, which is, uh, you know, here, I'm going to butcher this. It's colloquy, colloquy. So, uh,
1: let's go colloquy. with colloquy. I don't
0: know. I, I'm going to think of yeah. colloquy. That's how it's going to go from now on. All right. So why don't we jump right. The first story of the week that we're going to talk about is is this really neat service. And um, I think that we're obviously going to see this happen very, very often by alarm.com is that it's a, they've added location-based services to their offering. I, I like this. Pretty cool. Why don't you explain it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, this one's really interesting. So, I mean, a typical sort of uh, security home uh, alarm monitoring company um, but what they've done is is they've embedded uh location-based capabilities into into the mobile uh part of their offering such that uh you can build geofences around your home, for example, and uh and set certain triggers and notifications based on uh entry and exit in, in and out of those geofences. So, for example, let's say um, you know it's a uh, sort of a typical family mom dad you know a couple kids and 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 the parents uh, leave the house they've exited you know uh, past the geofence uh but the alarm they forgot to set the alarm on the house they'll get a notification if they've set up a trigger for that that basically says oh you forgot to set the alarm and it will remotely set it for them um, you know and and so but but it's all triggered based on geofences that you set around properties that uh that, uh, you know, you want to do things with. And it could be, you know, not just the alarm. Like, it could be, you know, turning down the thermostat or, you know, all sorts of other things. But um, really interesting. I think, And I think this is, you know, a great use of location capability and, you know, very, very simple and yet, you know, powerful in terms of what it can do um, for you.
0: I'm with you on that. This is—it's just a natural extension for these guys uh, to be able to do it. One of the one of the interesting things in the in the press release that they talked about was the ability to extend these geofences fences around locations other than your home. So, for example, your kid's school. Mm-hmm. So, when uh, something triggers on the cell phone that your kid has left the school, uh, you, you you get notified. Um, and I think that you know a, this world is going to merge, which is the home security system at Alarm.com something like that, as well as the personal security system, which is basically yes. geofence the places you should be, send me notifications when I when I breach those uh, geofences and I leave, uh, and then if I don't arrive at a certain time, I should be notified. So th- these things are going to get much, much, much smarter. Very cool. I like this. Simple but cool.
1: Exactly. And, and, and all the best uh, best services out there are simple but cool, <laughs> aren't they? It's the ones that have like ridiculous names that we can't pronounce, and uh, you know don't really have anything to do with the business, or uh, you know the, the, they got seven thousand features, and you know only two really matter. Um, but you know this is just simple and, and 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 cool. So
0: yeah, well, and you're seeing that everywhere. And I remember writing a story about uh, two things around uh, Nike shoes that actually had a uh, an engine in the shoe that absorbed uh, uh, contact, foot contact, um, heel contact, when you're running. And, uh, and it had a little computer, and I thought, oh, man, this is going to get complicated when you have to reboot right. my, my running yeah. shoes. I am not really interested in doing that. The, the blue screen of death uh, on my running shoes, I don't think that that's what I need. I'm, I already suffer enough while I'm running. All right, so uh, that's uh, Alarm.com. Go and check it out, Alarm.com. And we're going to see a whole bunch of companies. Uh, if they're not already in this, we're going to see a whole bunch of companies getting into this right away. Second story, this is a company uh, called UBL. They partner with their uh, chief competitor at least at one point Yext. So let's talk about what are UBL and, and Yext. Talk about names. It's a tough name.
1: What I like about this is is you know the whole sort of business listing directory search business uh, has to evolve and you know these these are two of the companies that in North America are at sort of the forefront of it. Um, and. You know, it's an issue that, you know, I've certainly uh, been uh, monitoring and part of the discussion for, you know, a couple of years now, you know, in that small businesses, um, you know, that have to get their business listed in directories so they can be found. You know, we've talked about it on the show before, uh, quite a while ago, but, you know, this idea that there's so many emerging platforms, you know, Google Places, Facebook Places, Foursquare, um you, all, you know, and, and you you know, so you got a small business, you got to maintain your listing everywhere. And so the idea behind sort of a partnership like this is that, you know, you basically list it with one place like UBL and uh, and it gets distributed uh, and, and pushed out, you know, over, you know, multiple platforms, you know, in, in the partnership with ex And so that's really what this is. This is about, a, you know, you're paying, you know, for a premium listing service is how it's being positioned. Um, but you're getting that added value of management and distribution of your business information to all the other providers. And so they're, they're, I know they're one of the the things that they're talking about here is starting with, you know, Google places, but, um, I think there's a lot of power in this from a consumer's perspective and a lot of time saved from small business owner's perspective.
0: Yeah. And, and obviously, um, you know, when, when they, when two chief competitive forces join in something like that uh, consolidation in the system consolidation in this industry th- this is this is where you realize that you know maybe unified they can they can bring their clients some better uh, better advantages than just you know duking it out and I, it's kind of a the sign of a, a mature company to be able to do this or is this industry really still in that consolidation phase do you think I th- right I think it's um it's a very uh, so. I mean, I love when competitors become cooperators. Is that's uh, that's what's yes. happening here? Anything else on the UBL Yext partnership?
1: No, I just you know I I think that uh, my own my only comment on it will be that you know if if you're a business owner, small medium business, and you know you you go through that process of you know the traditional process of getting your business listed in the yellow pages and that kind of thing, you need to be thinking. Bigger uh, in today's world, in a mobile location-based world of, you know, how do I manage my profile information across multiple platforms? Um, And and so that's really what this is all about.
0: All right, UBL partners with Yext. I threw up a bunch of screen grabs. You can get to UBL uh, and um, and Yext on their website, but go and check check them out. Third story, Um, you you know, uh, this this is um, it's not so unique. But uh, this is this is a company called Grabio that gets into the loca- location-based classifies, and we I, I've sat down with many an entrepreneur who is who is getting into this space. But what's what's so special about Grabio? Is there anything that you know really stuck out with you?
1: I don't think that there's anything like th- that's you know completely revolutionary here, uh, as you alluded to. I think there's a lot of players in in this is an extremely crowded market. Um, you know, we're talking about Craigslist here in a mobile framework, uh, really, uh, is, is what Gravio is. There's a couple of interesting things uh, that they're trying to do. Um, so you know, one is is that, um, you know, when, when you see a posting in there, uh, from a mobile location perspective, you can, you can tell uh, exactly where that posting is from. You don't have to go do a, a Google map lookup or anything like that. Um, you know that information is automatically pulled from you know from the poster's perspective, um, you know via location data. Um, the other thing that I like about it is is that you know it's got ratings and and um, you know profile information like you would have on eBay. Um, you know in terms of you know how trusted is this uh, buyer seller what have you. Um, so, so I think that's important, it's sort of a, an almost an absolute necessity in, in, in today's age in a service like this. Um, and then the one last thing that, uh, from what, what I saw on it, is is that it's got a, a pretty uh, a pretty nice built-in um, sort of social sharing amplification piece. So um, so when you put a posting up, uh, so you know I'm selling, uh, I don't know uh, a bike or, or whatever it is, um, you can automatically push that out, um, you know across Facebook and Twitter uh, from within Grabio.
0: And this is, it's not revolutionary, but, but I, I like this because I think that these companies who, who are going to own this area, who are going to succeed in this area are, it's all around analytics. It's all around the data that they're, they're collecting and what they do with that data and how they infer with that data. And somewhere in this article that I read, what they talked about was that they can understand based on, uh, you know, how, you know, based on the search terms that they're using, on their proclivity to to actually buying, and I think that th- this is something that 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 extends something uh, a little bit beyond what uh, what a, a lot of the other competitors are doing. So I think that. Um, you know what, uh, if I can just find it here, maybe I can't find it quickly enough, but but what they're talking about is is quite literally saying that, you know, this combination of these two words means that they're going to actually buy a product. And, and I think that that's the kind of information that that, that use of information is going to be a benefit to, uh, to a company like these guys. My, my feeling, though, is with a company like Grabio, here's an interesting thing. A company like Grabio coming into this market classifieds location based classifieds not unique and these guys have have a little bit of traction and a great product this is a prime 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 piece of software that somebody should be acquiring right away and i look at in canada a company like post media national chain of newspapers that are trying to figure out how to you know how to fight off um, all the other digital classifieds uh, that have come up into Canada that have been created in Canada, uh, this is a unique play for those guys. So I would look at something like this and say this is a perfect marriage with the uh, the the old guard that just can't seem to transition into the digital in, digital classified space. So I, I mean I like I like Grabio, I like it a lot.
1: Yeah. No, like I said, it's it, there's a lot of players in the in the space, but you know they've they they seem to have assembled all the the right components that you need to be successful. Um in it like i you know i can't I can't look at it and say, "Oh, 'Oh, you're missing this capability or, or why didn't you do that um you know, but it's crowded, so you know can they rise above the uh, you know the rest of them we'll see
0: yeah, everybody's asking that question right now it's a big world right and and i and it's a big you know you can get highly local with these things, but you know post media if you're listening to this anybody from post media go and take a look at these guys uh, anybody from a national chain in the u s as well Grabio.com. G-R-A-B-I-O.com. Fourth For the story, which is a perfect example of what we talk about here, which is location-based marketing. Relevant location-based marketing. What do you think of this Radio Shack uh, ad campaign that targets users of older smartphones to be able to go and buy and upgrade their smartphones within a uh, geofence or radius of, of Radio Shack stores?
1: I absolutely love it. I, th- I think this is... Um... You know what every retailer and brand should be thinking about, and you know it, it's it's what I like about it is is that it's you know the, the, at the end of the day they're trying to drive sales of of you know of cell phones. Um, you know from Radio Shack's perspective, but w- what I like about it is that they're not going and saying you know reaching out to people and saying here's a coupon or here you know save twenty percent today on this what they're doing is is they're using geofencing they're using you know the the verve uh, uh, wireless uh, sort of ad network play uh, and they're basically you know identifying uh, users of older smartphones based on operating systems and uh, other information that they're that they can ping and collect from the device um, to target certain devices and 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 reach out to those people and and you know run a standard banner ad almost that says, you know, hey, you know, have you thought about going to Radio Shack lately and here, here's here's the closest one to you and, you know, to upgrade that phone. And, um, you know, I think it makes sense. I think this is the kind of thing that, you know, from a marketing perspective at, at a retail level that, you know, people should be doing. People, you know, lots of brands should be doing this. So, you know, full full uh, applause to Radio Shack on, on, uh, on this effort.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, people who carry around the old blackberries, not not the newest, latest blackberries, but the old blue blackberries or the big clamshell blackberries or those, you know, they get ridiculed just because when they whenever they pull them out, like if you've still anybody seen anybody, you know, pull up with an antenna on a blackberry, they deserve they deserve (laughs) to be ridiculed whether it's I mean, it just says so much. So I love the fact that they're targeting folks that are that uh, that are using these devices. and I love the fact that they're implementing this kind of technology to be able to do that. And, and, and you know, the Verve network is very targeted. It's massive. It's already embedded in a bunch of games. I mean, a theme throughout this entire show is that there's a lot of geo-targeted ad networks out there. And this is another one. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, and but Radio Shack has the they're not releasing any numbers, but they have that at least they're having the vision to say, you know, what what micro niche or a niche market can we target with location based marketing that we can understand and watch an impact. And and certainly this is it. If you're getting ads fed to you on an old device, you know, the the Verve network can detect for the most part the operating system and the device type. It's going to push you an ad that says, you know. It's probably a little bit a uh, uh, less uh, uh, insulting than than what a human would say a human would say hey loser upgrade your phone this will say hey don't you think it's time don't you want these extra features in your phone and I think yeah. it's great
1: exactly you know and here's an ad you know promoting you know three of the latest uh, smartphones or, or whatever with, with, and it doesn't have to be a deal that's what I'm saying like right, you know right, like right, it's, right. It, you know it's not everything is you know say 50% on this today Um so, anyway, I love it. Uh, so, great work. Yay for Radio
0: Shack. As they, they've been struggling. I mean, they've moved away from the component world and into the smartphone world very very clearly. Yeah. Uh, so, this, hopefully, this is a, a good example. Now, the great thing about this, everybody out there, you can do it. And you can do it relatively quickly. Yeah. This is not a copyright idea. This is not something that involves a heavy amount of infrastructure. This just re- re- you know involves a little bit of thought. So, good on Radio Shack.
1: And RadioShack gets it. This is not the first, no. you know, they, they, uh, they've been working a lot uh, with Foursquare. They've been working with a lot of other location-based marketing tools. So, uh, you know, these guys are certainly trying to push the envelope and, and, and use, uh, use the, the services, uh, you know, as they're intended to be used. Right? Absolutely. Um,
0: Absolutely. And I think that that's one of the key things. All right. It just, you, just a little bit of ingenuity, a little bit of thinking. RadioShack, way to go. All right. So, last story that we're going to talk about right now is about Living Social. Living Social launched. How long ago did they launch uh, Instant?
1: Uh, I think it was like in the spring last year. So, almost a year.
0: Yeah. So that's uh, so just about a year. This was in direct uh, answer to um, to to Groupon Instant, right?
1: uh to uh, groupon now
0: now. so um yeah of course so uh living social instant was it was a direct response to groupon now and uh which was basically real-time deals so you're in a location you you stamp your location you say what's around me what what deals around me right now not the traditional group buying method but the these deals are around me right now so they announced living social that they're going to drop instant why
1: well, I mean, I, I think the obvious reasons is, you know, no one's using it. And, uh, <laughs> That's the you know, obvious and I, reason, I love it. I think the obvious reason is no one using it. And and, and I'm going to go out and say, I don't think there's that many people using Groupon now either. Um, but it, it's, um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you go out and, in, bo- in the case of both companies, uh, Groupon and LivingSocial, and did a fantastic job of establishing that daily deal marketplace. Um, you know, pushing those those deals, you know, over email, uh, based on what city you were in, um, and people are buying them up, and uh, and these companies have collected lots of lots of shekels in revenue. They're they're not profitable; they're losing money hand over fist. Um, but you know, from a revenue perspective, they're you know they're bringing it in, um, and it's it's interesting because you know, in both cases with Groupon now and, and Instant, they, you know, they tried to sort of play the mobile location game uh, on top of the sort of traditional email di- uh, daily, uh, daily deal. And, um, you know, in response to, you know, Foursquare and Facebook places and all the other stuff, and they, you know, I think both companies felt they could play there. And I think the challenge here is, is that, you know, the types of businesses that, we're doing the traditional daily deal—the you know, hair salons and and uh, massages and uh, you know whatever it is um, that they were doing, or you know, you save fifty percent on you know getting your uh, portrait done. Um, you know those kinds of things. I, I don't think that um, you know time-sensitive uh, offers necessarily. You know. Fit with the kinds of merchants that they were working with generally um, here, and so they've said, "Look, in the case of Living Social, you know, we're we're, we're dropping out of this uh, sort of instant uh, location-based uh, offering piece. I don't think they had had much traction. Uh, they're switching over to a takeout and delivery uh, business, um, which I think will be really interesting because that's a whole other crowded space as well. Uh, you know, obviously you have uh, Yelp and others that are, I think, trying to go there." Um, Uh, and all the other sort of restaurant and menu uh, sites, uh, which there's hundreds. Uh, So we'll see. Uh, But uh, it's interesting. I I always find the PR speak really interesting in the press releases. You know, we've always said that Instant was a test. Um, Yeah, okay, sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you on that. Right. Just a test. Everything's a test. Everything, as Google says, is in beta until it's no longer in beta
1: same with Kevin Rose you know like you know we we always said that milk was just gonna be you know a uh, you know a a pilot project to see how it was gonna work out yeah well it didn't work out so let's move on
0: yeah you know that's it's a very important piece is that if everything's a test how can you get people to commit to being a part of that test how do you get paying customers when you say listen you know we told you it was a test how many times are they gonna keep coming back to you when you keep going through this this iterative process when you've got committed people using your product you can't call it a test. You can't roll it out unless you do call it that. You just say, "Listen, we're limiting. We're rolling it out in limited uh, release because we want to test it. We're going to test it for a year, and then we're going to make a decision on that." Be upfront. Don't pull the pull the carpet out from underneath these guys. Like you know, what maybe they're maybe. I don't think that instant was a was a good uh, uh, was a good idea. I don't think that um, I don't think that groupon solution is is a good one either. Simply put, I'm not often standing in the middle of a street corner thinking uh, looking for deals on on a Lube job or a tire rotation, or you know it's context. There's no yep. context in something like this. and um, so
1: well, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, the other thing too is is the guy who basically was heading this thing up, Freddie uh, or Eddie uh, Frederick. Uh, it looks like they can, um, along with the uh, dropping of the product. So, um, who knows? You know uh, where that's going to end up. And the, and the new guy who's running the uh, takeout and delivery service, you know, I, I think he, you know, he said it. Right, he said it you know, right in the in the release. I read. He, I'm quoting him now. Consumers aren't pulling uh, their phones out to search for the nearest real time discount on a car inspection or framing service. Um, or massage. I'm not
0: just. Yeah, I'm not staying in the street corner.
1: general manager of Living Social Takeout and Delivery. They are, however, looking for a faster and better way to order food from their favorite local restaurants. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's another test, I think, and um, I, I don't think it's going to be all that successful. So Gra- grasping at straws, I
0: think, right there. You know. Yeah. I, I'm no. I'm not as. Uh, you know, maybe.
1: Well, we've raised eight hundred million dollars in funding recently. You gotta. You gotta do something. okay so
0: what 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 i like about this what i like about living social is that and and i think that it should be a warning for groupon is that um you know you often see uh companies uh lead companies um you know pushing out a service and then uh all the other companies that are trying to chase that lead company follow and and do follow suit with their own service or equivalent service and what i like Mm -hmm. about living social is that they said look you know this is our big play we have to get out of this we can't just follow in the coattails of groupon this whole time we have to get out of this so we're gonna we're gonna move into a different direction where groupon is not focusing right now or groupon we know the results of our product instant they're having the same issue maybe it's a bigger scale but they're still living losing money let's let, let's make this yeah. play or else this could be you know our business and i like that i like the fact that they've done that they've killed a product
1: well, oh, yeah, I mean, there's no point, you know, you know, flogging a dead horse, right? I mean, it's, uh, you know, move on. Uh, but, but just to quantify that, you know, I mean, I, I looked up the numbers here. So, last year, uh, Living Social ended the year with a 558 million dollar net loss. Crazy
0: amount of money. Uh, with only
1: 245 million in revenue. What? So, um, you know, that's that's a big, big deficit to to crawl out of, and yet they have still been able to raise 800 million. So. In the last few months,
0: so uh, we're gonna wake up. We keep saying this. Even-
1: there's there's some faith there. Well, well, they're
0: gonna wake up one day, and those investors, and every one of us is gonna look at it, and the fact that Groupon is public, we're gonna look at it and say, wait a second, it's a coupon company. God, we got rooked. Anyways, Living Social drops instant. Anyways. I would say that Groupon should look at this, and and uh, we'll see what happens with Groupon. But but uh, a word to the wise, uh, it's probably not working. I do not need. A car tune inspection while i'm standing on a street corner and i probably don't need a massage at that time and i'm probably not interested in the restaurant that you're at and pushing deals out so big riddle here somebody's going to solve it maybe it's you guys out there who knows All right. five stories that we think you guys should know about big trends in there big big trends in there geofencing partnerships with competitors we've got uh Location-based classifieds, location-based disappointments in uh, in Living Social Instant, and we got Radio Shack with geo-targeting ads. Come on, that covers the gamut of what we talk about here every day. It's the perfect, perfect five stories to uh, to round out the week. Love it. Great job, Asif. Thanks. That was it. So let's uh, let's jump into this. We've got uh, Josh Rocklin, who is the CEO of a company called X-Defy. Um I'm going to let Josh explain what it is that he does in this interview, and uh, you know, provided that it works, we're also going to do a, a a great demo of uh, what it is. He's going to walk us through some screens. This might be an extra, a little bit long, just because we want to make sure that you get some value of what uh, Xtify is bringing. So without further ado, here is Josh Rocklin from Xtify. Hey everybody, welcome to the guest segment for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. I'm sitting with Josh Rocklin, who is the CEO of Xtify. I've had Josh as a guest on, on tether.tv and uh, really enjoyed the interview. I'm so happy that he's an LBM, uh, LBMA member so that we can come in here and, and find out what these guys are up to and uh, see some, some change and, and get a demo. You know, inshallah, here we are. We're hoping that this is going to be our first live demo on This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Josh, welcome, 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 welcome. Good morning. Great to be here with you. Why don't you? Very excited. Yeah. Why don't you give us a, an overview of what Xtify is before we get into the demo?
2: So, Xtify is a mobile engagement platform. And very specifically, what that means is you have all of those developers and brands out there putting apps in the various markets. But as you know, uh, one of the things that often happens is that app gets lost on the back page, or you can't have an effective way of reaching your customer when you'd most, most like to message them. So what we've done is we've built a platform that is a campaign management for push notifications and allows you to speak to your customer as you'll see in a few moments, very much in context, so that you can influence them at an unprecedented level.
0: So how is how is what you're doing different, like from from the the other applications that are out there, or those services that are out there?
2: So uh, to be clear, we're not an application. We have an SDK that developers inside their app and because they're inside the app now as you'll see the developer the brand manager is very often the um, advertising or marketing firm that large brands have will then use our campaign management system very much the way they think about an email service provider like an exact target or responses and Epsilon uh, cheat a mail um, or they'll use it the way that they've been using SMS to really engage their mobile user to influence an intent, so I think that uh, as you'll see, what we have is unique, and I think more importantly, extremely effective. That's great.
0: I, I, I got to know the 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 impact that uh, using X do, do you do you keep you obviously keep stats like that? The impact that people are having on their business, uh, but you've you've obviously seen some tremendous growth in not only user base but impact over the last
2: year, haven't you? Oh, it's tremendous. So. Um just on the location side of our business we've got we've gone from doing tens of thousands of location updates a day to 33 million a day over a billion location updates every month that's that's a tremendous number a billion location updates the context you can get out of those location updates is tremendous for a brand at the same time what we've seen is large consumer facing brands adopting our solution to engage their customer so one of the largest uh, US retailers last week did a few million push notifications driving people into their stores and to their e commerce site on their iPhone Android and tablets and the conversion rates are in excess of 33 percent come on that, that that some of that can be dismissed because it's unique But if you think about it, I'm walking down for whatever reason, I've already identified with your brand enough that I've downloaded your app. And now you send me something to influence me into something. Now, conversion, the 33% conversion number means that I clicked on that, opened it, and went to either a virtual place or a physical place you wanted me to go to. We're not yet at 33% of those people necessarily buying something, but the fact that you're able to influence them, as you'll see in the demo, in context, is what makes this very
0: exciting. All right, well, then let's, I, I mean, uh, staggering, a billion. Like these numbers are so big that, uh, and, and uh, we were talking just before we, we started recording, it's unquantifiable, really, about the growth, right? You know, th- I don't think there's a, a growth percentage that you're
2: going to fix to what's happened in this industry in the last year, right? Yeah, Absolutely. So if you take a look at something like what happened with the the Omegop game, uh, what was it, Draw Me or whatever it is, draw a picture, um, adding a million users in the first nine days. We're not seeing that kind of growth from retailers, but if you take a look at your mall, just walk through the mall, you'll see that every mall now has that little barcode, hey, download our app, and that's really happening. And then those brands are saying, wait a second, I need a way to engage that user. So they're adopting our platform and we're seeing just tremendous growth. As I think anybody with tools in this industry are. I don't think we're alone, but I think that our offering um, is unique. So I will get to that. Let me. Uh, yeah, let's throw up let a demo. Share my... Great. Let me uh, just get to the point here where I can share my screen with you guys. Let me get your picture out of the way here. Please. If that works for everybody. Please. You're able to see my screen?
0: I've got your screen.
2: Great. So let me tell you why we're here. We're here because you the developer have put xtify sdk inside your app your users never see the name xtify but you or your agency now have the opportunity to create notifications so as you see up here there's the create message as as we'll do in a moment you add the rules and you publish it's also completely cross platform iphone android blackberry and android xmpp for those devices that are pre android's uh, own push to uh, push to device and shortly we'll be adding um phone seven as well. So let's assume I wanted to say welcome to, and I, I know you guys are having a big show in Toronto, so we'll say welcome to Toronto, new uh new show. And we put in all kinds of cool stuff in here. We'll see in a moment what that looks like. All I've done there is create the message. Here is where it gets very interesting. So one of the things that our SDK is able to do is to grab either of the persistent location of the device or the on-demand location of the device what that now means is that the developer can geofence locations so let's assume for a second we'll take JFK which is I realize not the Toronto Airport but we can get to that in a moment and we will put a four-mile geofence around a airport we can go something even smaller we'll take the Costco in Seattle and around that we can put a um, geofence of let's say three-quarters of a mile and now we can take a whole group of locations. So let's take the Sephora's in the Northwest and we'll put a single mile around those. So, as you'll see at the bottom here, what we've done is we have geofenced two locations and a group of locations. That's the first trigger for what we're doing. You'll notice when we got here, this frequency icon was sitting here. That's because no message leaves our system more than once by default. But you could get more creative. You could say, you know what? Let's never send more than two messages a week. We want to be sure that it doesn't become onerous. Let's put 36 hours between messages. And then finally, throughout this whole campaign, maybe we're doing it over a summer. Never send more than five messages to any one user. The next thing you want to be able to do is influence people on the temporal plane. So you want to drive them into a certain action. So maybe I'm having a uh, something I want to run only in the late evenings. So this is only going to fire between eight o'clock and eleven o'clock. or, I have a slow time, so we'll take this slow time message. on the kind of business that doesn't do a lot between 9 and 10.30 in the mornings, and I'll have that happen here. The next thing you want to be able to do is things like A-B testing. So here's an interesting piece. Only send this message to people who've downloaded my app before such and such a date. Select the date, we'll go to last month to make it useful, and there, I now save that. And I think most important and most significant since probably you and I last hook is really the ability to touch your people based on how they've identified themselves. So maybe I have a tag in my app called female people that meet that criteria where you don't have to necessarily send it to everybody. That makes it a much more effective and I think that's why we're seeing the type of conversion rates we have. I've created the rule We'll call this welcome uh, to uh, Toronto rule and describe it to my marketing team. We associate it with our Android and iPhone apps. And there it is, it's now available for our uh, users. Now, the only thing I wanna show you as far as getting this information into the cloud, because this is about location, let's just take a look how we create a location here. So, won't surprise anybody what it is we're doing here. We'll put in, in this case, the Toronto airport. Okay, we'll find that location. There it is. I guess this is we'll call a TPI. Toronto Pearson International. Maybe we describe it. And now that becomes, as you see on the left-hand side here, the ability to geofence that location. You can make whole groups of locations as well. You create templates, schedules. Really don't want to make uh, sit through that this morning, but people can find that if they want uh, on our website. What I do want to show you, though, is what's going on here. And what's going on is that When you download an app that has Xtify in it, what happens is we create an XID. That's really a number that allows you to then figure out how to send that user a uh, a message. What it is not, it's not the device ID. It's it's, it's significantly not the UUID, particularly now with what Apple's done. And one of the reasons we want to do that is because we want to be able to allow you to collect information on that UUID without having to know who that user is. I think what I really just want to show you as the final piece here is what is the message we're going to send down look like. So we're going to deliver a test notification, again, we'll say, um, welcome to uh, Toronto, um, whoops, welcome to Toronto. We will drop uh, this, nothing more than just some HTML in here, we'll make this a little bit more advanced. So let's just say, uh, we'll put a Best Buy logo in here, we'll say more info. Um, and now we'll send this down to the device. and. Uh, now, if I can find my, uh, remember how I get to my device here, whoop. we will find my phone there. There it is. So as you see, up on here, this push notification came in up top. I pull it down. Again, this would be the same thing if it came into the iPhone uh, device as well. And you can see how rich this can be. So anything that I can display as HTML, I can display here. It could have pictures, videos, trailers, click to call, click to map. Uh, you can make the show social. So you can obviously share this message out on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is you might want. Um, like a good uh, email service provider, we also, in our, at least in our templates, allow you to enable or disable notifications. And this more info button, as you recall, I think we put in Best Buy, it'll send you off there. So all of this is to say that there is now an ability for app developers, large brands, to have a engagement with their users that is um, much more in context. And that's really what you know I really wanted to show your team this morning uh, and I, I hope that your audience will find that uh, of interest. And uh, that's where we're up to. Um, everything just just one last thing here. everything is completely trackable. So you want to take a look at you know notification applications, notifications sent. Did my users click it? views, actions, was it shared? And then obviously all of that is downloadable to a CSV or something of that sort. So that's where Xdefy is up to today. Um, I think that uh, location is only going to become more and more an important criteria here.
0: You know what I find that it's amazing is, is the fact that what we you know what we talked about when we last got together, this is so, so such an advance of where we were. Um, I, I, I'm blown away. Um, how
2: do people find out more information about you guys? So you just go to um, Xdefy.com and... Let, let me make clear, for any developers out there, Xtify is a free resource. The way that we make money is that we we deliver our product with an SLA to large enterprises that have a consumer-facing presence. But for the, the world of developers out there, play with this tool. Figure out what location means in the context of your users. Do it responsibly. but do it, because the next guy is already thinking about how to do it, and I think that your peer is probably using or about to implement Xtaphy. Oh,
0: I love it. Josh, you know what? I'm going to have you back onto the show. Longer form at Untether.tv. If you're interested in it, you can go and check it out at untether.tv. I did a long form interview uh, back when, uh, a long time ago. It was over a year ago, probably, so we're we're due for this. I really appreciate you coming on to this week in location-based marketing to get a snapshot.
2: First demo ever. Now that we've set this bar
0: very high, uh, thank you for doing this.
2: Congratulations on your growth, and uh, you know we will see you in Toronto in June. I don't know if you've told your users about that. but I've been bragging about it. I have. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Josh, thank
0: you so much. We've been speaking with uh, Josh Rocklin from Xtify. Go to Xtify.com. Xtify. If you already haven't, you should check them out. Now, back to the show. Thanks, Josh. Take care. That is is Josh Rocklin. Now, I have an extended interview that I did with Josh way back, probably about over a year, uh, but it's still available on, on tether.tv. Just do a search for Xtify, X-T-I-F-Y, and, of course, you can visit Xtify at xtif Josh, thank you so much for coming on. I'm really glad we could finally schedule that interview. It was worth it. It was worth it. All right, we just got to wrap up with our funding M&A activity and our resource of the week. And we will set you on your way to uh, out, go out and innovate this week in location based marketing, whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're inside a business or running a business. This is the stuff you need to know. And this is always the exciting part when we talk about stuff that, you know, people making real money, either investments or exits. We'll start with an, how about an exit? A company called uh, Map to It being acquired by Telogis, Telogis, Telogis. I know I hit it once there. <laughs> somebody just name, name your company like Green, somebody so I can pronounce yeah. it, please. But all right, what's the significance of this, Asif?
1: Well, I mean, this this is uh, you know two companies that have been in, in, in the market for a long time. This is on the B two B side of uh, of location and data and tracking, um, and so Map to It is a, actually a Toronto uh, based company that uh provides data around managing and tracking uh, commercial trucking uh fleets and um, and so these guys have fantastic software and um, and and um, navigational capabilities that you know I think five of the biggest uh truck uh, fleets in, in North America use their user their software from what i was uh, reading um, so so again this is company's been around for a long time and then Tologis, um you know, is a company that uh, is in the same space, but uh, has been acquiring uh, a lot of companies lately, and uh, and really what we're looking at here is just sort of the sort of that uh, mashup between sort of the the navigational tracking capabilities of Map to it with sort of fleet management, uh, route optimization you know, work orders and all the other stuff that Telogis has uh, on their platform, so um, you know, we, we don't need to go into too much detail there, but I think it's uh, it's, it's nice to see when, uh, you know, there can be uh, complementary companies come together in, in an industry like this and uh, find common ground, uh, you know, where they can merge and, and, uh, and, uh, and continue to provide great services.
0: I don't know this industry very well, but I do know that mobile certainly is in the middle of, or poised to, disrupt this. And uh, certainly it used to be very expensive for companies to get into this space or to bring this technology into their business. But now, come on, uh, everybody's carrying these phones. It's a, it's a simple solution yep. now, simpler solution now. Uh, and now we start to get into uh, I, what I love is the telematics side of this. Uh, the, the, you know, right. where, where, you know, uh, what's in the trucks, you know, what's being transported, you know, where they are, you know, the pressure of the tires, you know, the service history of the car, all from just basically a dashboard through the, through a uh, location base and a wireless device. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like the human body, but tr- for trucks, right? Human telematics. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh Telogis, Telogis, is that how you say it? I-
1: I'm going with Telogis. Okay.
0: Telogis acquires map MapToIt it map to it was easy.
1: Right. yeah and there was no I didn't see any
0: numbers no, I on didn't that. I didn't either but uh, fleet management man is big 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 you think about couriers you think about fleet management you think about uh, fleet management when it comes to retail or uh, rental cars oh god I love that like what here, here here's just a tangent why isn't anybody invented maybe they have if, if you have out there let us know it's happened a couple of times in the show they say why haven't they invented something and somebody sends me an email said well Rob there's 3700 companies that do that out there so I'm not. I'm not pretending to be smart here. But if I was a budget or, or uh, you know, an enterprise rent a car, something like that, I would actually have uh, location-based service, location-based um, access points or waypoints in the car, so that I knew exactly where that car was. Not only where the car was but also the estimated time of arrival so that I can make sure that nobody's waiting for cars. You know what I mean? Like something like that would be a killer application for rental cars so that it creates an efficiency so users aren't waiting or renters aren't waiting. Anyway, something's out there.
1: Sort of like, sort of like taking uh, the Uber app and applying it to uh, uh, rental cars.
0: Why not? Why not? You know, like okay. even if you think about the U- Uber cars, uh, you know, Uber ta- Uber cabs, Like you can,
1: as the on the consumer side, you can see how far the car is, you know, when when it's expected to arrive to to your destination, right? So
0: why not do this? um, You would have this application that uh, I wanted to rent a car, and uh, so I I booked a car, and I'm in downtown, you know, midtown Manhattan, and somebody who is uh, driving towards the airport um, or or is returning the car, but is beyond that point, that waypoint. Wouldn't it be cool if you could just say, look, I'm, I'm standing in this corner. Uh, that person who is trying to return that car, I'll take it. Right? this right. I know there's a whole bunch of stuff that's involved in that, but, but we've got to start thinking hey, like sure. that. Anyway. Telogis yeah. acquires map to it I don't know how we got there, but... Anyways. Second story. Second... Well, this is the first funding that we we're going to highlight. Uh, Sojourn uh, closes seven and a half a million bucks. Sojourn. I like that. It wasn't that like a, uh, a satellite? It, it was something.
1: something. Uh, no, that's Sputnik. <laughs> No, Anyways, <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Maybe there was a sojourn. I don't know. Um, yeah, so this is a company that uh, is in the airline travel business, uh, you know, deal um, service, uh, but specific to, uh, to the travel industry. And yeah, seven and a half million bucks. Money coming from industry ventures: North, uh, Norwest Venture Partners, Trident Capital, and Focus Ventures. Um, So, uh, a consortium uh, play here. Um, And so, these guys have, as I said, they're in the travel business. They have a uh, sort of uh, airline boarding pass service. They have a media ad network platform. Uh, They can push targeted offers across. Any, anything that they do, including the boarding pass piece, which is kind of interesting. They have a lot of big name clients, uh, so uh, American Airlines, Alaska Airlines, United, U.S. Air, Air um, Delta. So I mean, these these guys are, are, are well known uh, in the travel industry, and uh, yeah, I think this is just you know fuel to uh, continue to uh, innovate, add some feature set to their uh, to their current mobile offerings, and um,
0: yeah. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. So basically, this is a travel ad network, a targeted travel ad network. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. And they've exactly. raised over like like thirty two and a half million dollars by now. So it's uh, this is this is um, you know more fuel to that fire. Seven and a half will help for sure. Wow. Sojourn spelled S O J E R N. Go to the S O J E R N if you want some more information. If you're interested in that stuff.
1: Yeah. The the uh, the Brad King, who's uh, one of their VPs uh... says that the uh... the money is going to be used for rebranding um, and to uh... focus the company uh... who's currently a primarily a company publishing boarding passes to a firm focused on travel data and audience targeting
0: that's important that is, you know and, and these guys yeah. maybe they get into um you know a good relationship with uh, like the duty free shops so uh you know they leverage the their their ad network with the duty free shops lo- located in each yeah. airport like uh, you know I like that data at least they're being honest about it data is the reason data is the money it's king. Okay. so inference is so important sojourn raises seven and a half million dollars very cool last funding news. This company called AppStack, AppStack raising $1.5 million from, uh, among other people, Gary Vaynerchuk and Google. Yeah,
1: I mean, this is, uh, you know, we we don't have to spend too much time on it, but I mean, uh, AppStack uh, is a, you know, they host mobile websites. They uh, have sort of a um, mobile advertising network play. Um, you know, it's a small amount of money, uh, 1, 1. $1.5 As you said, Gary Vaynerchuk, Don, Don Dodge, uh, who, and, uh, and um, Matt Douglas from Punchbowl uh, are, are in on this as well. So, you know, so, some influential people. Uh, I don't know if any of them are also uh, on the board uh, of the company or not. But, um, yeah, I mean, th- this is basically, uh, you know mobile uh, delivery and optimization of Google AdWords, uh, you know, in a sort of uh, monthly uh, small business model. Um, and they, um, yeah, apparently, apparently they are the, uh, you know, one of the largest uh, resellers of, uh, for Google out there anyway. So it makes sense that uh, Google, you know, would, would, would want to participate in this.
0: Well, it's it's uh, I, I like this, and this is a this is a play. I mean, obviously, this is an acquisition target for Google once once they've uh, once they've looked at this a little bit deeper, and and uh, you know even five hundred startups is in there, and Google Ventures, obviously, as you said, and uh, and Eric Schmidt. So there's obviously there's a lot of influence from either Googlers or ex Googlers, and uh, and a little bit of influence from a guy like Gary Vaynerchuk. I think pushed this out there. So AppStack, they
1: and they're actually making money. What?
0: Yeah, we don't talk what? about those guys on this show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah no they apparently I was I was I was kind of reading here and they were saying that um, they're uh, they're on target to generate a million dollars per month in in revenue at the moment
0: Wow so. and the margins have got on that have, have got to be pretty good as well so uh, you you like that yep. a million million five that's their their first investment a million five and it's a uh, and it's obviously been uh, you know with a targeted income a TI of 12 million that's pretty good. The, the, the interesting thing is I, I interviewed uh, Duda Mobile on, on Tether.tv, and, and they are slight competitors. And I'm, if you're interested in, in that, uh, I'll try to get AppStack on the show as well. But if you're interested, take a look at Duda. Just do a search for D-U-D-A Mobile uh, on, on Tether. And if you're interested in AppStack, just go to goappstack.com is their website, goappstack.com. They raised 1.5. Very cool. I love to see uh, guys like Vaynerchuk involved, getting, get, putting their money into these companies. But um, big investors in this. Small amount of money, big investors. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Yeah, Telogis, uh, inquiring map to it. Uh, Sojourn raising their money, seven million, and a half million dollars, and Abstack closing one point five million. Now let's finish off with our resource of the week: Asif, the relevance resolution.
1: Yeah, I, I um, you know, you know, I think this is. I love the name because I, I think you know so much of of the uh, the conversation on this show and around the industry has been centered on deals and offers and you know location based coupons and um, you know and i think we've said over and over again that uh, this is only going to be effective if it's relevant and valuable to the consumer otherwise it's just noise um, and so this 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 resource that uh, that we're going to put up and it's it'll it's available on the LBMA site so I'll, I'll send you the link to post, but the um, uh, it's put out by uh, Colloquy, uh, which is uh, part of Loyalty One, um, which is you know the uh, uh, a loyalty program company, and um, and and maybe that and that's the best way to put this is is that you know any of these programs in order for them to be effective has to be about you know how do we uh sustain drive and grow loyalty uh if we're going to do these things it can't just be you know turn on the tap one-time traffic and and it's and it's over uh we have to build uh, continuous dialogue and, uh, and uh, you know uh, conversation with the uh with the consumer uh from a retailer's or merchants perspective um, and so I think and that you know that's why you know you it's a great paper because it talks about, uh, you know, the importance of relevance, the importance of loyalty, and the and and that continuous conversation.
0: Well, what they draw attention to is the fact that uh, that um, loyalty is in decline. Over the last couple of years, like steep decline, and uh, so it's very important that we focus on this. And everybody's pushing out loyalty cards, and I think that you know we we've talked about this very often on the show is that there are so there's too much choice. There's an abundance of loyalty um, initiatives to each consumer, and we're only going to choose the ones that are relevant to us, or we're going to shut them all out. And that's why this is really interesting. I love the relevance resolution. It's something that's so important. So uh, go check it out. You can uh, you can go to the link. It's uh, you can also go to uh, well. I guess it'll be up at the LBMa under the research, L- the LBMa slash research, or you'll find it yep. at uh, their website c-o-l-l-o-q-u-y.com, com, and uh, we'll we'll obviously have a link up there in the in the show notes. So go and check it out. You can always check out the show notes at untethered.tv. TV. That's it. Nail That's it. We're done. You know what? I'm, I'm really impressed. This is the first time that I've done something, uh, you know, uh, from San Francisco, between Ottawa and San Francisco, where we are two uh, very, very, very technically centered um, cities, Ottawa uh, and San Francisco. And uh, this is the first time that the connection has lasted throughout an entire episode. I'm so impressed. <laughs> Whatever we've done, we've done right. Maybe we should just do this. Nope.
1: We're doing it on the weekend. That's that's what it is. It's uh, during the week. Uh, you know, bandwidth out here is terrible. It's it's just it, I don't know. It's taxed. But um, you know, the the one last thing I want to say is is one of the uh, absolute joys of uh, being out here uh, is is you know just being in the center of it all and connecting with uh, with great people. And um, yesterday, I I had the good fortune to sit down um, for lunch with uh, Jennifer Stack, um, who runs marketing. Uh, and uh, Damien Patton the uh, CEO of banjo uh, and this is uh, an app that I, I love um, and uh, if you haven't checked it out yet you know please check it out you know also uh, you know uh, one of the newest member of the LbMA so you know w- welcome to them uh, from uh, from me um, and uh, you know we're, we're glad to have them on board but um, you know and I know you' you've done a, an interview with Damien as well so um, you know people should take a look at that uh, when they can uh-
0: Hands down, one of my favorite interviews, uh, Damien's story, he's hes a uh, two-time Gulf War vet. He used to be a chief mechanic for, uh, for NASCAR. He started Banjo. This guy is, the story is incredible. It's in three parts up on Untether. Uh, I, I had a blast doing that, and I actually spoke to him. I think we mentioned this because uh, we included a clip of that interview in one of the episodes that we've done. But I, I sat with him on the day that uh, that Banjo, their, their newest version, was re- released. And Apple uh, put it up as a featured product. And and uh, people were banging on his window. Anyways, it was uh, all great yeah. things uh, come to great people. And and I believe in, in Damien and his team. So uh, that's great. I'm so happy that you got to me. That's the best part about being down in uh, in San Francisco.
1: Uh, definitely a company to watch. Uh, a bunch of new things uh, I can't talk about yet that are going to be coming out in the next month. Uh month and a half uh from them so uh stay tuned uh and and check out banjo It's uh ban.jo
0: yeah and i threw it up on the screen there i'll throw it up right now as well as we as we finish off the show ban.jo um hello everybody at banjo i, I love doing it as uh as hopefully you you uh, you enjoy being a part of it that's it so you got a bonus one there in banjo um so you are heading off to wear uh, this this coming week and we'll get a full wrap of that when you're back in the city uh back in Toronto at the end of uh, of the week. So we'll be back to our regular uh scheduled uh filming. Uh, we'll be back on the 8th. Um it is Easter. Yes. It's a good a good long weekend. Yes. Um but other than that, you guys out there, really appreciate you spending some time. As I said at the beginning, subscribe to iTunes. It's the best way that you get these the, the fastest way to get the episodes. Uh, you'll be in the know well ahead of your competitors. Uh, you'll get these uh, get this insight well ahead of your competitors. If you have any feedback, please reach out. If you love the show, let us know, but also give us a give us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it uh, and and give us some praise in the comments on iTunes. It, it really helps us it helps push this thing out. Um, we'll be back next week for episode number 72. Anything else, Asif?
1: No. That's it. Uh, you know, thanks uh, to everyone for listening again and, and watching if you're uh, on the video side. And um, yeah, just keep, keep the comments coming, keep the encouragement coming. Uh, we love doing this. And uh, that's it for now. We'll see you uh, next week on This Week in Location Based Markets. Asif,
0: enjoy your week in San Francisco.
1: Thanks.